What is up, everybody? Welcome to Hapticast episode number 101. My name is Brett. My name is Josh Toll. I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts. My name is not Brett. My name is Brett. Your name is Brett. That's my name. What's up? How are you? What's going on? I'm alive. I'm living. Yeah. Live alive. Episode 101. Episode 101. Uh, We didn't change it in the top of the notes there. I'm going to change that right now. Okay. Just change everywhere else, I hope. Here it is. Uh, That's a little meta talk for you. But listen, two weeks ago, we did our episode 100 special. Yeah, we did. And it was good. It was very good. If you haven't seen it, I highly, highly recommend checking that out. It was fairly well attended. It was. And we had uh, a lot of uh, good people there. Good friends. We made a lot of money. And uh, that's it. That's right. Uh, shout out to our voicemail, which is still open. We might have to adjust mm-hmm. the settings though, real quick, because it might be on call mode still. No, it's not. It's okay. It's it's called. It's it's off. All right. Well, then you can call the number. Uh, it might be on your screen right now. I don't know, but you can call it. It's it's scrolling across the top somewhere. Nine zero four True Cult T R U C U L T. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll read it on air on the next episode of Halfcast. Josh. What are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about uh, uh, something. Lots of upcoming video game releases. Um, that, I mean, this year is just getting started, but continues to be absolutely stacked. Wild. Um, which, speaking of, we didn't add to here, but maybe we could talk about, or I can pull it up, we can show it at some point. We started the Fantasy League, speaking of video games. I know we said that we wanted to touch on that at some point, so if yeah. you want to talk about that, we can. Um, yeah. Then the Business Chronicles for you, we're talking about the Activision data breach and um, Microsoft having a press briefing um, relating to their Activision Blizzard. Um... Merger? Purchase? Uh, yeah, they're buying of Activision. Uh, Randall in the chat says, "What? What? Which one is Brett?" I'm so confused. I'm Brett. I am that, Brett. That's Brett. Um, so talking about Activision Blizzard, uh, and a really funny press conference they had. Flick oh, stories. Uh, Pokemon. Uh, what is it? What are they calling it? Pokemon presents. Sony acquiring a new studio, and then of course. Uh, well, potentially acquiring a new studio or secretly acquiring a studio. And then keeping with the Sony topic, talking about the state of play, of course, our main topic um, slated for Thursday of this week. Um, they have laid out kind of what they're going to discuss in that state of play. Um, and we're going to talk about that. And I think specifically this one's important, not so much for PlayStation, but for one of the companies that is being featured there with the game being Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. So, yeah, um, because... Let's just say there's a negative aura around that game, and uh, let's just say we need to see more about it. So, well, I think that's why they're including it as like their main game to round out the state of play. So, yes, but as we always do, Brett, let's start with talking about what we're playing, watching, and doing. Let's do it. Let's do it, Josh. So, go first? Uh, I will go first. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm going to mention a movie that you and I have both both watched over the weekend. And that movie is Infinity Pool by Brand- Brandon or Brendan? Brandon, Brandon Cronenberg. Yeah. Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, I really like this movie a lot. So did I? I thought that the concept was something that we don't see often. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to say what the concept is necessarily, but it really tickled something in my brain. And you know the kind of stuff I like. And I kind of thought you would like it too, because I think you and I share that 
we share that uh interest in, in things. So yeah, this felt like if old the M Night Shyamalan movie was made correctly. You think so? Yeah, island setting, weird shit happening. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. A plot device used correctly instead of incorrectly. Very trippy. Yeah. Not as body horror gory as a usual Cronenberg movie would be, but yeah. definitely some disturbing imagery. Very. Masks are very disturbing that they wear. Very. I actually got, um, I swear to you, I'm not kidding. I actually got sick to my stomach when they showed the mask, the one mask for the first time when there's like a band playing or whatever. And it was a mask that had a bunch of holes in it. Oh. I'm not. I'm not one to have that phobia of like holes. Yeah, like the uh, Junji Ito thing. Yeah, I'm not one to usually have that phobia. But dude, I was I was eating something and I physically felt disgusted, and I mm. was like, oh, I can't eat right now. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I loved it. What did you What did you think about Infinity Pool? Yeah, I liked it a lot too. It is. Um, I don't know. I, I actually liked it more than a lot. I I loved it. I really did. Um, it tickled something in my brain, and I think the the plot device like the central plot of what's going on is exceedingly creative um and it's just i love when things are just presented as facts in film where it's like this is this it. is real yeah this is it and this they, is something that happens in our world yeah and their world they spend like basically no time giving exposition and instead just show you how it is used right and there's like there's at the center of the story, it's like a fish out of water story, right? There's like a constant game of chicken, but also, also there's just some awesome performances in the movie, um, specifically from Mia Goth, who just continues to be one of the most absolutely insane fucking people in film I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, truly. She's so good. She is really good in more ways than one. Um, and Randall says in the chat here, uh, calls Infinity Pool weird and spectacularly done. And I agree. Yeah, so 100%. good film. Um, I think there's some people in our in our friend group in our circle that uh, really scored it way too low. And I got to hold them accountable for it. So if you don't follow us on Letterboxd, you should. Uh, yeah. And you can go over there and see our thoughts. Uh, links are in the description, whether you're listening to this live or on audio platforms later. That's right. All right, moving on. So I watched Infinity Pool, but I also have been watching some TV and some anime. Last night, I checked out the first episode of a newer anime series called Summertime Rendering. This is a... What the uh, fuck is that? It's like a thriller horror, but not, not super horror, but thriller horror romance drama. I was getting your name vibes for the first couple of minutes of the, of the first episode, but... Basically, at the end, shit goes insane, dude. And the premise is this. This guy, his childhood best friend, dies. He used to live on this island in Japan, and he moved away to Tokyo uh, for work and, and whatnot. And she stayed on the island, and she died. So he goes back to the island to uh, go to her funeral. And let's just say her death is very Laura Palmer-ish from Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. uh she was definitely murdered by someone there is some weird weird things happened and it's this main character trying to investigate what happened to her and there's all these characters that they introduce that are a little sketchy and then there's a sci-fi element that is introduced i don't want to spoil what that is but it's very similar to um 
a typical time travel plot where you go back to the very beginning, like Groundhog Day. Uh, that That is all I will say. So definitely check it out. I recommend it, especially for you, Josh. I'm only one episode in, but I can tell that this is what I'm going to like. And mm-hmm. it is a little bit longer. It's it's done. It's in English. It's in Japanese. Uh, it's like 24 episodes or so. So it isn't a quick one. It's a, it's a longer one, but I'm thoroughly enjoying the vibe. 24 episodes isn't that bad. It's not. It's not like a Chainsaw Man where it's, you know, less than 10, but it's not that bad. For now. For now. And then, of course, you know, this one I wanted to talk to you about as well. The Last of Us. We've caught up with the most recent episode, and I think we need to kind of just talk about how excellent that show has been so far. I think that show is really, really fantastic. Yeah, dude. I don't really know what else to say other than, first of all, I've seen some criticism about it. Um, not talking about episode three. I'm talking about like just most recent episodes, people complaining, people that played the game complaining about the time skip, which baffles me because that also happens in the game. Um, and people complaining that they feel like Joel and Ellie are getting too friendly too fast. No, no way. And to me, it's like maybe that's more of a function of the medium, right? Is that you're not you're not walking from point A to point B to point C together, right? There's no like interstitial dialogue. You're moving from from plot point to plot point. Right. Um. So I just I don't know. I, I fundamentally disagree with that. Um, and I think we've it's seen in other shows, we've seen relationships form far quicker in far less runtime. Right. These are an hour, sometimes even almost two hour long episodes right. uh, that we that we get for The Last of Us. There's that's an awful argument. That's an awful point. I agree. Um, and even if it was done too quick, they're doing it really well. So yeah. who cares? I don't know. I think it's I think it's really, really a wonderful um, show. And having played the game and then watching the show is cool um, to see what yeah. they're keeping the same and also what they're changing. So. Yeah, they're staying very faithful in certain aspects and they're deviating a little bit in other aspects. But I think for the most part, they're doing so to kind of ground it a little bit more in reality and kind of have their own take on it. Uh, something that fits for the TV medium. For example, uh, slight spoilers, but Joel gets injured in the most recent episode at the very end. And uh, how it happens in the show is, what is it, a baseball bat? Yeah, like a, sho- like a shiv. Right, it just gets shoved into him. But in the video game, what happens is he falls out of a window and lands on something right. uh, and it kind of impales him. So I don't know, I just, that makes sense to me. In yeah. terms of like it went from such a big set piece action moment in a game to a kind of real yeah. uh, fight in the show. Like like everything in the show. I mean, we're getting to the same places. We're just as the game. We're just getting there slightly differently for the most part. Um, although right. there is one thing in this last episode, which is basically verbatim from the game. The same look, same not location physically, but location as in how it's set up where, yeah. you know, Ellie and Joel are about to to. Well, Joel wants to part ways with Ellie because he doesn't think that he can he's not the right person to take care of her. And they have this scene between them where they're both kind of explaining what's going on. And it is basically taken verbatim from the game. And it's excellent. It's really, really, really spectacular. I think we both agreed that like Bella Ramsey is literally perfect as Ellie. Mm -hmm. There's no question about that. And I think that Pedro is a really beautiful actor and he is 
I want to say underrated, but he's been in so much lately that I don't know if I could say that. But I think his mm -hmm. performances are underrated. Yeah, he is so emotional in The Last of Us, and it's not even with his dialogue; it is with his literally his emotions. He's yeah. showing his emotions, which yeah is obvious. But he's this... uh, he he's showing everybody how he is so good physically in the suit of Mando, right? And even just the thing they added with him starting to actually have physical pain yeah. from the the things that are bothering him in his own mind and how he feels like he's not good enough. Mm -hmm. And and also it's just a representation of fear because he's afraid he's going to lose someone again, someone very close to him is a, a daughter figure. Right. Right. Yeah. So I love uh, that addition. That's not in the game at no, all. It's not. And people were complaining about that too, as a negative. I hate people. I don't know, man. I mean, maybe it's not landing for some other people the same way it is for us, but it seems like it's pretty universal praise. And I've, to me, I mean, I've played that game four times, five times, played part right. two twice, which we won't even get into the the foreshadowing to part two uh, in here. Oh, yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I think at the core, of, even if they completely changed a bunch of stuff at the core of it, like The Last of Us is about love specifically and how that forces you to become basically a terrible human being. And it will make you go places that you really should not go. And this right. show is like pinpointing that perfectly and adding elements to both characters that help illustrate that in some ways even better than the game does right um and i think it's really wonderful so right uh before i move on to my games last thing i want to say is the next episode is uh left behind which is the dlc for the last mm -hmm. of us and they've shown a little bit from it and just to prove that they truly do care about the fans of the game and they they are respecting it uh, Ashley Johnson, the actress behind Ellie, will be portraying Ellie's mother. Yeah, which is so fucking awesome. So cool. Yeah. Troy Baker's supposed to be in the season two, and we haven't seen him yet. Not yet. So I don't know what he's going to be doing. but Maybe he'll be one of the doctors at the uh, hospital. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what if he's... Someone's... Yeah, I just... that That's what <laughs> popped into my head, and I was like, better not say it. Ooh, that better would not be say spicy. Because that, that, would is be spicy. A, that is a major spoiler for part two. Yeah, uh, but better not say it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really wonderful. I'm glad we're both kind of watching it at the same time, too. And yeah, uh, chatting about it here and there. And uh, I wish it wasn't on so late because I would love to watch the finale in person with you because I'm sure it's going to be. Yeah, insane. Sunday. Sundays are hard. And yeah. It's late on Sundays. Um, yeah. But yeah, next episode of Love Behind. Storm Reed is playing Riley, by the way. Storm Reed is awesome. She's in Euphoria. She's a great actress. So, yeah. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's round this out real quick. So games. Hi-Fi Rush, I finished that last night. Really awesome yeah. game. Really fun. Phenomenal game, right? Yeah, cute little, charming little game. Uh, one gripe, they should have let you change your outfit from the very beginning. Uh, because that's such a cool feature that you can change all the it costumes. Is. And I was like, damn, I wish I could have done this in the very get, beginning. So apparently the second playthrough with opening those secret things completely changed the narrative and changed the ending and set up a sequel. Really? Wow. Okay. I, I read it. I read a quick summary um, of it online, and it's pretty cool. Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty. Let's just say it's not the last game we're gonna be getting of that. Okay. I understand why they didn't let you change your outfit because a lot of the hand drawn uh, cutscenes yeah. would have had to have been done multiple times cool. for every costume. And stuff. There's a lot of content in that game once you beat it. For like real, I was very surprised. Like yeah. a lot, and it's like yeah. you unlock all these other modes, and you can play the story again, but it's different. It's um. Yeah, I mean, they worked on it for apparently five years, so it's it's cool. I mean, this is a it's it's no joke title. Yeah, uh, Dead Space. I am playing. I'm not too far into it. Uh, I'm loving it so far. It's actually really scary and kind of hard for yeah. me to play. 
Yeah. Uh, and I'm a huge fan of horror and it's just, I haven't had a game like this in a long time that really kind of gets me. Yeah. It's awesome. So it is awesome. And then the last one I'm going to kind of segue because I know that this is one you're playing as well. So I'll get my thoughts out of the way quickly, but Hogwarts Legacy, the Harry Potter video game. Uh, I have it. I've been playing it. I'm not really thrilled with it. I'm not. Um, it's okay. It's fun. It's cool. Uh, actually, I don't, you know what? I don't think it's fun. I think it's cool and it's uh, it exists, but I'm not having fun with it yet. So and I'm like hours in like five hours, six hours in. So uh, I don't know. But I know you are enjoying it or at least you were enjoying it and you have platinum the game on PlayStation. Which no, 100%. no, I have not platinum it yet. Uh, I'm on the I'm on the la I'm on the last playthrough right now is Slytherin. There You're you bad. Um, I have literally one hour left, and then I will have the platinum. But I've done everything yeah. else. Um, the game is fine. The game is aggressively fine. Um, it's it's fun. I really enjoy the combat. I think that's where it shines the most. To be honest with you, um, the narrative is interesting. Although I had it spoiled for me, which honestly didn't really detract from my enjoyment of the ending. Um, right. it's a good open world. I think it's an abysmal 100% like platinum completionist experience oh, because yeah. you have to replay the game. The, you have to replay the first two hours of the game four times, basically, to get the platinum. Um, and when you are already like so far into an open world game that has taken you forever to get to that point, and then you have to restart it several times of shit that you like don't want to see again. It's don't do that. Unskippable. Yeah. yeah. Like don't don't. If there. If there's anybody that creates achievement lists for games, listen to me right now. Don't ever fucking make me have to start a new playthrough in an open world game to get 100% completion. Don't fucking do it. It's a faux pas. It's terrible, and it's a bad look. And it shows that people that made your game, a lot of them don't play video games. So if you could not do that, that'd be great because it's really abysmal and has brought my enjoyment level of the game down so far. It's not even funny. Wow, this is not it's no longer fun to play. Right. You're, it's a slag. It's a slog, whatever right. the word is. You're just kind of doing it just to get through right. it. I'm doing it because I'm too committed to this point. And, you know, we might we might be having a video on it in the coming weeks. So, yeah, I, I had to you know, I had to get my get my uh, credentials as it will. And that's it. All right. So Hogwarts, um, we talked about Infinity Pool. We talked about all that. The only other thing is um, I played uh, or I watched the first Harry Potter movie again, the Philosopher's Stone, as it's officially known, the Sorcerer's Stone, as it's known in the United States. Um, Who the fuck calls it the Philosopher's Stone, bro? I know that's, that's what it's called. That's I the know. book title. Yeah, but you they live in America, it. bro. Yeah, but they changed it because Americans' brains are too small. Are you sure about that? Yes, nah, I am sure about that. I'm sure it has something to do with philosopher. Yeah, um, I think Americans are too dumb to know what a philosopher is. Yeah the philosopher's stone okay um but that's it real quick randall here says four hour tutorial play through 10 times for completion i have my new goals for a video game and all seriousness i'm with you on that yeah it just it takes i love checkboxy stuff i love collecting i mean there's 603 collectibles in this game that's which is that's which crazy. is probably two times too much but you know i like that just kind of put a podcast on shut your brain off go you know clean up everything right. um Especially right now, I have I'm juggling so many other things, and like sometimes it's nice just to like listen to the music for something that I'm in production, like just to you know what I mean, just as a yeah yeah an action to do. And when you make me redo the opening of the game four times, 
Some of it's it skippable, slow. some of it's not. It's very slow. It's the gotta sloggiest. walk behind Professor Fig as yeah, he's walking It's the sloggiest yeah. part of the game, and that is when the real issues with your game start to come to light. So, right. That's it. All right. All right. Let's move on, Brett, shall we? Yeah, Josh. I think uh, before we get into the rest of our show, why don't we roll the intro and then we'll get started right away? Yes. All right. So the thing was that all the scenes were set up for the hundredth anniversary, the hundredth anniversary, the hundredth episode, and right. so it was the short intro. So oh, so we're here. So, yeah, we're here. We're live. My bad. So we're here. Yes, it's time to go. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Haptocast. Today we're going to be talking about the upcoming video game releases, and boy, as Josh mentioned at the top of the show. There are quite a lot of video games coming out. So first off, today we have two very big games. First of all, we have Atomic Heart releasing for PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX consoles, PS4, and Xbox One. Uh, I'm hearing mixed things about that game. I'm really curious. Yeah, very actually. divisive reviews. But it's on Game yeah. Pass if you want to check it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that. Uh, and then Like a Dragon Ishin, uh, that's a Yakuza game, right? Uh, correct. That is coming out for PS5 and PS4 today as well. So Yeah, that is getting reviewed very well. Really? I saw 80s, which I yeah, guess is that very is well. not, not very well to you. The fuck uh, is your standards, dude? It's very, very good. Is your standards uh, 84 like Hogwarts Legacy? No. Uh, PSVR 2 comes out tomorrow, ladies and gents. And I'm here to tell you, it's on its way to my house right now. So you're going to have a full review for us next week. I will have a full review of some of the launch titles. Uh, and the console, or the it's considered a console, but the console yeah. itself. Um, so I'll I'll update you on that. We're not going to talk about all the games that are releasing because some of them are updates, some of them there's, are there's like fifty so ports. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. We're not going to talk about any of those. I will talk about those next week. So you got to stay yeah. tuned for that. Company of Heroes three comes out for PC on February twenty third. Josh is so down bad because he chose that as a counter pick in our video game draft. So that's not good for him. Marvel's Midnight Suns Venom DLC is coming out uh, PC, PS5, and Xbox Series SNX on February 23rd. That's going to be pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, they still haven't updated it, so I still get motion sick playing that game. So That's awesome. Sons of the Forest. Didn't know this one was coming out. Coming Early out access PC, starts. February 23rd. Yeah. What does that mean? Early access starts on February 23rd. It's supposed to have full release in, uh, I think, June. So what, the game? It's, early it's like access, a beta. But... It's a beta on PC. So you can't beat it? I don't know. Okay. Kerbal Space Program 2, that's a big one. PC, PS5, Xbox Series, SNX, PS4, and Xbox One on February 24th. Mm -hmm. uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe comes out for Switch on February 24th. And Octopath Traveler 2 comes out for PC, PS5, PS4, Switch. And uh, that's it on February 24th. Yeah. Octopath Traveler already getting reviewed well. So, Right. Uh, is that one you counterpicked or no? That's on my. That's in my. That's on my team. Oh, okay, good. Josh drafted uh, Octopath Traveler too. All right, let's start off uh, with the Abysmal yeah. Chronicles. 
you want me to take the abysmals and you can take the slicks yeah let's do it ladies and gentlemen this is the abysmal chronicles All right, hit us with it, Josh. I don't what do you got? That would be the slick story song sound of anything. The Abysmal Chronicles has to be like a fart, dude. All right, hold on. Like a, um, like a wet fart. All right, hold on. Uh... Nope, that's not it. Uh... Was that Tenant? Yeah, it's it's called in my thing. It's called Sus Horns. I don't I don't know why. Oh, this is uh, ladies and gentlemen. The Abysmal Chronicles. The stories that are just a little bit too abysmal to be considered for a main topic. Yeah, and also are actually very abysmal this week. All right, Brett, so I don't know if you heard, but there is a data breach within Activision. I heard about this. So, unknown hackers stole internal data from the game's giant Activision. Last Sunday, the cybersecurity and malware research group VX Underground published screenshots of data purportedly stolen from Activision, including the schedule of planned content to be released for Call of Duty. I heard about um, that. On Monday, Insider Gaming said it confirmed the data breach after obtaining, quote-unquote, the entirety of the stolen data. According, according to Insider Gaming, hackers stole employee information such as full names, emails, phone numbers, salaries, places of work, addresses, and more. Bye-bye. Now, that sounds bad, but I do want to also add, other outlets have been reluctant, reluctant to fully confirm the breach or its legit- legitimacy. However, Brett... Activision spokesperson Joseph Christ, uh, Joey, Joey C. sent the following statement. Joey Chestnuts. Quote, the security of our data is paramount, and we have Ooh. comprehensive information security protocols in place to ensure its confidentiality. On December 4th, 2022, our information security team swiftly addressed an SMS phishing attempt and quickly resolved it. Oh, no. Following a thorough investigation, we determined that no sensitive employee data, game code, or player data was accessed. So. They fell for an SMS phishing scam, dude. Yeah. So what is interesting to me is that this definitely happened at the end of last year and now whoever had that information is definitely releasing it yeah because they i saw that they leaked uh the plan for call of duty like what games right. are going to be coming out and whatnot that is kind of old news at this point right right um, right but the employee information thing and all that that's pretty wild if that's yeah. real so it's bad activision's bad you know everybody should just let microsoft buy them although I, mean, with I, that... I doubt this is going to fix it the thing is, like, SMS data, uh, phishing scams and stuff, that's something that, like, my company gets hit with of, like, you know, 300 people max. Activision is huge, billion-dollar corporation. I don't understand how their IT department lets AI out. can run your anti-phishing fucking systems at this point. I mean, I it's, like it's inexcusable. This is a multi-international billion-dollar company multi-billion dollar company and you fell for a phishing scam okay i don't like that (laughs) okay that's ridiculous i don't don't know what else to add to that other than okay and that's bad Uh, and the employee information is bad so they don't they don't need bad press right now either considering everything that's going on with uh, blizzard and everything that's going on with xbox and speaking of the following though on that bad press element of it yeah today Microsoft held a press briefing on the Activision Blizzard King deal. Brett, some of this is going to read to you like a sketch comedy bit. And oh no. This was this is so awesome. It's not even funny. 
this is I want you to buckle up because this is this is incredible. So listen, I we're not going to get into the the legality or the specifics of this deal. We're not lawyers and we've talked about it before on the channel. But this is awesome and we ha I had to I had to make us talk about it. So okay. Microsoft had a press briefing in Brussels to address the future of its $68.7 billion Activision Blizzard buyout attempt. The briefing okay. follows a crucial day in court for the company as it sought to settle antitrust concerns raised by, the, raised by the EU's European Commission, one of several regulators who are around the world standing against or standing in the way of the buyout being allowed to go ahead as is. So Sony and other companies with an interest in the deal were also part of the court session, which was a closed hearing in which the media were not allowed. Okay, so this press briefing was not about what happened in court because they couldn't talk about it. So I have some bullet points here from my takeaways from the meeting. Okay, I just read the first bullet. <laughs> okay, so in attendance was Jim Ryan, right? Mm -hmm. Sony had a Sony PlayStation. Bobby Kotick, head of Activision, Blizzard King, and Phil Spencer, who is in charge of Xbox. I think he's head of Xbox still, correct? Like, that's the, his correct thing. They were so. present. Now, what is so fucking awesome in a series of bullet points that are so fucking awesome is that during the press briefing, Phil tweeted out, I'm playing Hi-Fi Rush in the next room. I saw that. I saw the tweet, dude. He said it was so much fun. And the fact that one of the most, like, maybe consequential things that are happening to his company is literally going on in the next room. And my man's playing Hi-Fi Rush and tweeting about it. Dude, he had the Xbox with the screen, dude. I saw it. <laughs> That's awesome. He rules, dude. He's such a fucking alpha move. It's not even funny. <laughs> And the game is just like a great, like, just it adds is, to it, honestly. It is an awesome game. So I wanted to mention that. That's less serious. There is some stuff of substance in here, but that that is fucking awesome. Um, so they continued. Microsoft and Sony, again, this is just kind of stream of consciousness notes. Microsoft and Sony are apparently remain at odds despite efforts to find an agreement over matters such as Call of Duty, which has kind of been the big sticking point about it. One of the biggest pieces of consequence in this is microsoft announced a deal with nvidia's geforce program right their streaming program mm -hmm. geforce now and xbox games will now be available via geforce now and this deal will include activision blizzard titles such as call of duty if and when xbox owns it so basically xbox is adding their games to geforce's streaming service now this is from their press release for that specific deal it says, quote, the partnership delivers increased choice to gamers and resolves NVIDIA's concerns with Microsoft's acquisition. Oh my God, I can't talk. Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. NVIDIA is therefore offering its full support for regulatory approval of the acquisition, end quote. So Xbox made a deal with GeForce to get and NVIDIA to get NVIDIA on their side as proponents of the deal to let it go through. Which is similar to what we kind of saw with them and Nintendo, right? Right. Where now this is... Nintendo is going to be having all the Xbox Call of Duty games and, and right. all that. So PlayStation doesn't want to play ball. Well, everybody else is playing ball. And it's now kind of putting them in even a more precarious position. Oh, boy. There's more. Microsoft is apparently open to a deal with quote-unquote guardrails to appease regulators around the world. Um, Microsoft's Brad Smith says, I don't remember who Brad Smith is. It's just was the guy that was talking. Um so Brad Smith says, but think about the market in Europe pointing to a, and uh oh, 
Oh, this is awesome, dude. Okay. So he said he tells everybody at the press conference, hey, think about the market in Europe. And he points to a big fucking graphic, which if you're watching the video, you can see behind us, points to a big fucking graphic with a pie chart. And it says that PlayStation has 80% of the gaming market in Europe and Xbox has 20% of the gaming market in Europe. So first of all, it's funny that PlayStation and Xbox equal 100% of the gaming market in Europe. <laughs> That's first of all. Second yeah. of all, there is no way that PlayStation dominates over there at <laughs> that much at, at, at 80% to 20%. There's no way. So this is not confirmed. I mean, I guess maybe it is true if you take everybody else out, but to me, that seems far-fetched. And it's just the fact that it's a huge fucking pie chart. And then the piece de resistance is, while he's pointing at this pie chart, he pulls out an envelope containing the deal paperwork he hopes Sony will sign, but hasn't. And he had a pen. And he was like, let's go right here, right now. He said, here's the deal that they refused to sign. He had a pen while he's pointing at this huge-ass pie chart. Like they're going to say, oh, well, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Hand it over, dude. I think he also... I didn't add it to my notes, but he also said something about, or if they can't be, or if they're not here in person, we're happy to send it through Microsoft Office or something like that. Oh, God. And I was like, dude, it literally, it it played like a bit, like a big yeah. bit. And I honestly think it was, because this is awesome. This whole thing, I love the theater of it, dude. It's so <laughs> abysmal. It's so and if they're abysmal. not here in person, we could send it through Xbox Live Party Chat. <laughs> like, just... It's so abysmal, man. It's so fucking abysmal. Um, anyway, I don't know if you have, have any general thoughts on that. I just wanted to share that because it's fucking, it's absolutely awesome. incredible. It really is. That's really, really funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not hear anything about this today, so I'm glad that I heard it from your mouth because it made it way funnier. Yeah. I suppose a Eurogamer was live tweeting it and I was like, this sounds interesting. So I went and followed it. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I'm going to call an audible now before we move on to the slick stories. I forgot to do the W ad. So can you, oh. Are we yeah. equipped to do that? Are we equipped to do a W ad? Yeah. We're, we're always equipped to do a W ad. All right. Then I'll start it now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know, Hapticast, Haptic Intel's video and audio podcast is sponsored by W Energy. Uh, you can go over to W.GG and check out the offerings they have. But if you didn't know what W was, let me tell you, W was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Uh, the formula contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. Uh, there's no calories. There's no sugar. There's no artificial colors, no fillers. There's none of the bad stuff. But ladies and gents, it's all of the good stuff. So listen, your current energy drink may cost anywhere between 2 to $3 per can. If you take Dubby, you have your tub of the dub, it's going to cost you about $1 per drink. So if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. That's right. S-L-I-C-K code slick will save you 10%. And that 10% that you save will go back to our channel and help us fund projects like have to cast episode 100. Uh, so thank you for everyone that supports us. Thank you for using code slick at W.GG. Uh, and you can use that in many ways. You can use that code to, on the actual tubs of the dub. You can use that on all their merch options, which they have some really cool shirts and some they shaker do. cups. They, do. they still have that um, uh, campaign like war against whatever it energy is. drinks yeah. yeah big energy yeah war against big energy it's pretty cool it's a it is a cool merch line so definitely check that out um yeah use code slick save on w and then i also want to mention one more thing uh hacktogintel.com slash merch that's our merch store we have a lot of new options uh josh is wearing our brand new fisher tykes hat 
Uh, it's one of his catchphrases, so we decided to immortalize it on a trucker hat. It's available in black and blue. And then also, I'm wearing the brand new uh, Haptic Intel uh, yeah. bomber jacket, which is nice, yeah. embroidered. So the is nicest, Josh Sat, by the way. Yeah. Embroidered. Well, oh, yeah, it is embroidered. But that what he is wearing is, I think, the nicest piece of merch that we have. It is really nice. The back has our Japanese logo with Haptic Intel written in Japanese font. Uh, so it's really cool. It's really nice. It keeps me nice and warm. As a matter of fact, it's too warm. And I got to take it off. So, oh, show people the back too. While we're all around. Oh, yeah. And, uh, what's up, Kevin? Uh, K Hall in the chat uh, with the egg. If you know, you know. Yeah, it's a good, good reference there. It's a nice callback. If you know, you know. All right. All right here we're we done go. with the WN. Yeah, we're should, done. Let me show, let me show everybody this. the back. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, this is on the back of our brand new uh, bomber jacket. So, yeah, it's nice. Embroidered. Super cool. Looks slick. High quality. Uh, 60 bucks. Really not that bad for a really high quality bomber jacket. And um, we get no profit off of it. It's literally the cheapest we can make it without. Prices are low, low, low. So buy, buy, buy. It's the cheapest we can make it. So, um, yeah. and if you don't like it, us. contact Streamlabs, not us. That's right. And you could donate to us too, which goes directly to us. Um, actually, in episode 100, we had someone donate $100, which was super cool. So, um, shout out to Steven for donating and yeah. shout out to you if you donate. Yeah. All right. Another right, Slick stories. Move. Yep. Pokemon. Yeah. All right, so uh, let me scroll down here. Okay, select stories. Yeah. A special Pokemon Presents is coming next week. Josh, this is big news. I know it might not sound like big news, but it is. I'm so done with Pokemon, but I'm, I'm here to listen to you tell me about it. All right, so a special Pokemon Presents is coming next week. The official Pokemon Twitter account has confirmed. Uh, it's coming February 27th at 6 a.m. Pacific, which is very fucking early. Nine? It's 9 a.m. for us. <laughs> That's standard for Nintendo uh, and Pokemon. So the presentation will contain about 20 minutes of exciting Pokemon news. What, what day did you say it is? I'm sorry. The 27th. Okay, that's next Monday. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the presentation will contain about 20 minutes of exciting Pokemon news in celebration of Pokemon Day 2023. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to speculate like what we might see. But before I do that, I'm going to tell you what we got at last year's Pokemon Day Presents uh, presentation. Because I think that's that that kind of... It can help us think about it a little better mm -hmm. and, and what, what they're going to show off, right? Mm -hmm. I do know what I do. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All right, so one of the things they showed off was the addition of Alolan Pokemon in Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. So this was simply just taking the Pokemon from Pokemon Sun and Moon and adding them to Pokemon Go. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Masters EX 2.5 year anniversary mm -hmm. event. This is just a mobile game, and they were celebrating with an event. Mm -hmm. Pokemon Cafe Remix also had an event. This is another app that they have, another game just put out an update uh pokemon unite uh, a new oh. update for that came out and was announced Man, i forgot new about that fucking game that was a fun game actually i love mobas dude i really do i like that game uh you can listen you can shoot me but it's like the thing is though it's like it's very addictive to me dude yeah they and are league of legends let me let me just tell you i was the best adc this side of the mississippi and uh don't know what that means. Pokemon um, Unite said, tickled that itch. You should have said this side of the jungle, because I know that's a term uh, that they use as well. Um, wow. All right. Moving Keep on. Going. All right. So this is where we start to get like the actual video game stuff. Uh, we got Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which were the remakes. Uh, the Shin Shaman Camp. event. Mm -hmm. So Shaman is a legendary Pokemon, and they released an item that you could get to unlock Shaman and catch Shaman in your game. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus introduced the mm. Daybreak update, which mm. was a brand new first update for Pokemon Legends Arceus that added a whole bunch of new stuff. 
Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, the web series, was announced, which was like a short little web series anime uh, that they released alongside the game. And then finally, to round it out, the last thing that we saw was the actual reveal for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. All right, so then this year we're going to get the DLC for Scarlet and Violet. We'll get the yeah. new game announcement. We'll get something for Pokemon Go, Cafe Mix, the other Pokemon mobile game, Unite, and a new anime announcement. And that's it. So the new anime announcement is actually a good point. They just ended the uh, arc with Ash Ketchum, the main character of Pokemon. He is no longer going to be the main character of Pokemon, which is actually crazy. Yeah. Uh, after like, what, 20 years? So they're going to be introducing two new main characters that are going to be taking over and a new anime series. So this could be a good way to kind of introduce them and, and you know do a little introduction for that. So that's a good, good prediction. Um, here's the thing. I don't think we're going to get a new mainline Pokemon game shown off or teased because we just got one. I think it, it's remake time. So I think this is where this year is where they show off a remake. Whether that is, um, I guess it would, it would have to be black and white because uh, they've they just did uh, Diamond and Pearl. So I think they're going to show the black and white remake or something of the in that in that nature. You don't think they're going to keep the cadence with two kind of mainline games every year? They might, but I think that the mainline game is uh, the remake. Yeah, I think it's too far. Like I think it's it's just too far. Like yeah, I don't see that coming. Um, what they really should do is get a new engine and make a game that runs well and doesn't look like a pile of turrets. Well, well, hold on. Legends Arceus actually plays and runs really well. Yeah, but it still looks like a pile of turrets. No, I disagree. Nah, it looks like a pile of turrets. Nah, I think that game's actually When you got really... Legend of Zelda on the fucking the same system? Oh, yeah. Nah, it looks like a pile of turrets, bro. I agree, but for a Pokemon game, it was really well done. Compared to Scarlet and Violet, which looked like absolute turds. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, Scarlet and Violet is actually getting a big update at the end of February. Uh, so they might even show that. Yeah, um, I think that makes sense. And it's supposed to fix a lot of a lot of the issues they've been having. But that that's not DLC, long... though. That's that's just an update, right? Yeah. And they announced this. Art. They already they announced the uh, right. update already. Right. But right. a DLC okay. would make sense. A lot of people are speculating we're going to go to another region. Uh, mm -hmm. Some people think that Kalos, which was Pokemon mm -hmm. Gen 6, I believe, um, X and Y, they think we're going to go to that region, mm -hmm. which would be cool. Adding another region is something that I think would be really fucking awesome. Uh, a la Johto games. Mm. Uh, but here's here's my real big predictions, dude. Yeah, this is what I want to hear. Pokemon Sleep. We're getting it. What is it? I don't know. But they teased it like years ago and we've never mm -hmm. heard anything about it. It's a game that tracks that. your sleep and it's Pokemon. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know. But also, I think for the anniversary of Pokemon, we're going to be getting the classic Pokemon games added to the Nintendo Switch Online library of oh, retro that's games. that's not what I thought you were going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? Well, here's what I want. And want? feel free to shoot me. Instead of... Go ahead, play it. Go no, ahead. Talk. No, 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 no go wait. ahead. I'm going to play your little voice. Yeah, there you go. Um, instead of a remake, I would love to see a Go-like game. Oh, like let's like, go. Let's go, Pikachu. Yeah, Pikachu. I would like to see. Nah, I'm not shooting you for that. A let's go version of something. Yeah, they should definitely make another let's go game. It should I... be let's go Johto, and it should be the next region. I know. I just really, I really loved Let's Go Eevee like a lot. Like I just really thoroughly enjoyed that game, and I have not 
played a Pokemon game since, and I've tried each mainline except Arceus. I've tried each kind of mainline one since then, and it just nothing has really landed with me. Like Let's Go did, and I don't know yeah. why that is. I don't know if it's just because it's so overly simplified. I don't know, but I really enjoyed that game quite that a bit. Could be. So. Yeah, I loved Let's Go. I think it is very simplified, but it was very fun, and it was cool to experience that first gen again, that first uh, region of Pokemon. Mm -hmm. And I think if they do it, it'd be cool if they did Johto, which is the second region, and they just keep that cadence of they're going to start doing, you know, each region's yeah. going to get a Let's Go game. What about instead Let's Go Jotaro Kujo? How about that? Ay, 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 ay. Uh that would be awesome, dude. JoJo crossover, but I don't think that's going to happen. Hell yeah, um, dude. But no, what my my original prediction was the classic Pokemon games getting added to Nintendo Switch Online. I think no, that's, that's I like that. It's a no brainer. A lot of people already speculate that that's going to happen. Uh, there was mm -hmm. a disclaimer back in the day on the Pokemon Stadium, uh, which is on there. Yeah, and it said that you can't transfer Pokemon uh, to Pokemon Stadium on the Switch. That disclaimer is now removed. So a lot of people think that this these games are like inevitable. They're coming. Ooh, nice catch. So there's that. All right, moving on. Next topic here in the uh, Slick Stories. Right. Sony. Sony has quietly acquired a new studio. Mm -hmm. The story is coming from Game Rant. Uh, mm -hmm. Sony allegedly added another studio to its growing family with the acquisition of Ballistic Moon. Do you know who Ballistic Moon is without reading? Um, I'm already intimately familiar with this because... Colin, we already talked about it on Sacred Symbols. So, all right. So, we're just stealing the uh, story. Uh, Ballistic so, Moon. I won't you don't answer know, your question yet. Ballistic Moon, if you don't know, is a Southeast England based development studio founded by former Supermassive Game staff who worked on games such as Until Dawn. Uh, financial services from Pitchbook have posted an entry about Ballistic Moon, and on the page, it states that Ballistic Moon was founded in 2019 and currently has 47 employees. Mm -hmm. However, an extra detail to note is that its ownership status is labeled as acquired slash merged with its parent company labeled as Sony. So, Josh, right. my question to you is, what do we think their place will be in the Sony PlayStation ecosystem? So here's the long and short of it. Uh, you can take this to the bank. Okay. PlayStation realized that they made a big poopy mistake with not having a team like Quantic Dream or Supermassive to do narrative, multi kind of choice, you know, experiences where choice matters, right? Very cinematic, interactive movie type of experiences, right? And Supermassive slipped right through their hands. They, yeah. the, the company that had a 30% stake in them, yeah, acquired 100% of them. 2K. Uh, um, so they made a big poopy stinky mistake and they were like, damn, while those games, well, I think the Quantic Tree games are excellent and a different echelon while the supermassive games other than until dawn, I don't think any of them have been as good as until dawn, but they sell really well. <laughs> they're really popular. And every time those games drop, they're at the top of the charts and there's yeah. massive communities behind them. And people really, really like them as like B tier little gaming experiences. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're fine. Some are better than others. But PlayStation realized, oh, shit, we made a mistake. So some of these other people have left and formed their own studio. And th they probably working on a game for a little bit at this point, because I know they part of that 
a pitch book thing was they booked like mocap studios and a bunch of other stuff, which I don't know if you have in your notes or not yet. I'm not looking no. at them any, anymore. No, that's that's all I have. They they haven't made a game yet. No, so but they have booked mocap studios within PlayStation, like PlayStation's mocap studios. So this game is might have been in development for a while, whatever they're doing. And anyway, PlayStation realized they made a mistake, so they acquired a studio to fill that niche for them just like Nixies for PC ports, just like this studio for this, this studio for this, this is PlayStation's interactive movie experience studio. That's what I think. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I definitely think that that's, that's one of the possibilities. The only other possibility I can think of is they're simply going to be a support studio. That too. And it, it's a studio that just, you know, steps in when a big project is kind of suffering and they need right. to hunker down, bunker down on it. So Right. And that's why some of PlayStation's biggest games you know, God of War Horizon are so polished and so well received and have so much depth is because they have like two, three, four, five, six fucking support studios in house helping them. Yeah. And that's where the quality comes from. So I'm not going to stuff my nose at support studio, but yeah, it's it's one of the two. It has to be um, yeah. my other uh, my other choice was a new narrative driven IP, which is exactly what you mentioned. Um you know, I just saw something, by the way, speaking of Horizon, uh, apparently Horizon costs 150000 or $150 million to make or some shit like that in development. Forbidden West? Yeah. That's cheap. You think so? For that caliber game? <laughs> that's a that's a lot of money. You know how much Callisto Protocol cost? <clears throat> how much? Double that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that game was poop. So $150 million? Yeah, that's cheap for a big game like that. Okay. Well, you anyway. heard it here. All right, so look forward to uh, seeing Sony announcing some games from Ballistic Moon. Hey, maybe we see it at the uh, at the State of Play, which let's Speaking talk about of. that. Yeah. So our main topic for today, ladies and gentlemen, is the new State of Play. So Sony announced today that there is going to be a new State of Play. Uh, it returns with its first show of 2023. Uh, they said, get ready for new looks at some anticipated games from our third-party partners, as well as a first glimpse at five PlayStation, PlayStation VR 2 games set to arrive later this year. Then settle in for more than 15 minutes of all new gameplay details and updates on Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, the next game from Rocksteady Studios. This yeah. all begins on Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Real quick, Brett. Steven was asking about the Horizon thing. Does that include marketing budget? I don't know. I just saw a headline. Okay. Well, there's your answer, Steven. Sorry. And if, and if you're asking about Callisto Protocol, I don't know either. Um, okay. So let's get back to it. State of play. Um, I think, well, first of all, PSVR 2 kind of makes sense, right? The, with the launch of it, kind of giving that little showcase. Um, and then the, I think the biggest thing and the most important thing, and the thing that I really want to talk about is Suicide Squad Killed Justice League being here. Okay. The last kind of... Um, public facing thing for suicide squad right was right. the leak of that image which we got copyright stricken for what was before that was that when they announced that Kevin um, conroy is batman yeah at the game okay. awards so the last real thing we had was a poopy fucking moment in uh what do you call it in the media um being that leaked image that looks like there's going to be microtransactions microtransactions and the ui looked abysmal yeah now rocksteady is a good studio so i'll give them the benefit of the doubt for the most part 
But this game's been in development for a long time too. Seven years. Yeah. Like it's been in development for a long time. It's been delayed a few times. And to me, I'm sitting here and I'm like, just as a, as a consumer, there's, there's no, I don't know. Just as a consumer, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I have a bad feeling about this game. And that's no disrespect to Rocksteady. Again, I think they're a phenomenal studio, but I don't know. Listen, I, I think a lot of people feel the same way as you. I think a lot of people share that sentiment that they aren't sure about Suicide Squad, uh, Kill the Justice League, because here's the thing. It's Rocksteady, which is a studio with a great caliber, a great portfolio of games. They know what they're doing. They know how to make great games. But here's the problem, though. The IP that they chose to make a game in is the Suicide Squad, which is a film franchise that has had one flop, one major flop, and one pretty good film. Yeah. And I think that that right there is already step one. Then step two is they're deviating away from their single player experience, story, single player campaign based uh, formula of making games, and they're doing an online co op experience. Right. That's another point against them because you're not so sure. And then finally, you have leaked images of microtransactions in said multiplayer. Which we can't show again because we'll get copyright strike. We did get the copyright strike from that, which is really, Fuckers. really shitty. Um, but so there's like there's like these three things that are just kind of lingering there. And I, I don't think you're wrong to feel that way. I think a lot of people feel that way. I certainly do. So I just, maybe this 15 minutes of new gameplay and updates and whatnot is them going to sell it to us in 15 yeah. minutes. But and I don't know. And I think like I look at all of the gameplay tra- like the gameplay trailer that they had and there's just it's not nothing has been like wow like i can't fucking wait to play this you know what i mean yeah and i want to be that way because it's rocksteady and it's suicide squad and i love dc and i love rocksteady and they have done nothing but awesome work but i don't and especially this year man if if you don't hit when you come out you're dead in the water. And the, because the guess critics, what? There's, well, there's a lot of games. <laughs> there's, a, there's another game coming out the next day that is yeah. better than yours. <laughs> but I feel like this year especially, the critics are very spicy, dude. Because we're seeing games like Atomic Heart come out where it's 90 and 54. Dude, the, the, the reviews for that are insane because some people are like, this is fucking incredible this is so so inventive and other people are like yeah this game fucking sucks yeah and, and that's like, how a lot of the games have been so far this year yeah so it's just a rough year man there's it's a it's a big year a lot of games coming out yeah and you gotta hit like you said you have to hit yeah we do have a quick little piece of field reporting from steven here is it about horizon no okay. it's about rocksteady I have an update about the horizon question. It's about Rocksteady. Well, let me give you this update first. Can I get, okay. can you give me, can you give me like a, like a breaking news type thing? Sure. Uh, our reporter on the street, Stephen Heaven Street has said, uh, in referring to Rocksteady, he says, quote, nah, man, they're cooked. I'm calling it right now. End quote. So. Wow. You heard it here first. That is fantastic. And just to, to loop around and talk about Horizon real quick, I did do the research. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West had a budget of 110 million euros, according to IMDb's trivia section. Wow. Uh, that would make it the most expensive media ever produced in the Netherlands. Uh, and that's all in I know. That was that was my source. Um, but the 110 million euros translated to whatever I said earlier. Um, so there's that. 
But anyway, let's talk about the rest of the presentation because it wasn't yeah. just PSVR. Yeah, right? so PSVR two comes out tomorrow. Right. The launch library is quite massive, but in terms Huge. of exclusive games, there's only about seven. Yeah. So which any console that launches with seven games that are exclusive to it is actually a win, right? That's pretty big. Yeah, I don't think um, seven games on the PS5 launched. <laughs> no, like but people are saying there's, yeah, people are saying there's no game, so that's abysmal. But um, listen, don't get me started on who has games and who doesn't have games. Okay, right. This is going to be a first glimpse at five PlayStation VR two games that are coming out later this year. So that's you know a decent amount yeah. of so, of new games. And are they saying specifically games that haven't been announced? It says a first glimpse. So. Okay. All right. So first glimpse. I also hope they they'll probably have some sort of highlight reel. I don't expect we're going to see much of the games that have already been announced, right? Yes. Because five, that's a lot, man. And you and I were talking about earlier. There's one game I hope specifically is in here. But it doesn't fall under the first glimpse. Mm. First glimpse for PSVR 2, maybe. Maybe. Half-Life, Half-Life Alex. Alex. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, there's a couple of other games. Um, what's that one shooter game? Crossfire or Crossfire? Uh, cross, yeah, cross whatever it's called. So, um, X Defiant, dude. Cross, nah, whatever that game is, the shooter game. They haven't cross, shown anything. I of think that. it's Crossfire. I think you're right. Okay. Um, so maybe that. But then they also said looks at some anticipated games from our third party partners. So and indies. So it's gonna be, we're gonna get a little bit of everything here. No exclusive first party stuff, but a little bit of everything third party. But wouldn't third party partner include WB with Suicide Squad? Yeah, but that's not. Did they mean other things though? Too they meant other things, yeah, because they said third party okay. partners and indies okay. plus Suicide Squad. Okay. Um. So some games that I might speculate right now: Slitterhead. All all the games from that. I feel like every game from that showcase, whatever that was, the Game Awards or whatever it was, we have heard nothing about. Remember that one Pokemon game? I think that was a PlayStation showcase, dude. Was it? I think it was. Do you remember the Pokemon game with little anime, little Japanese or Korean kids and they had Pokemon? Where's that? Give me it. I want to be a little Korean child and play with Pokemon. Wow. Damn, somebody clipped that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, 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 where is that? Where's Slitterhead? Where's, uh, the game that starts with a P with the Japanese, uh, the lies of Japanese. No, no, it was, um, it was like Bayonetta. She had big, large chesticles and yeah, that game. And they were bouncing. They had really jiggle physics on max settings. Yeah. Uh, where's that? Where are all these games that they showed off? Are they real? They didn't even look like real games. Are they real? Slitterhead? Slitterhead. Your name in the game, Slitterhead, and you haven't said anything about it in a year? What about uh, something like Resident Evil? <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake. That's coming out. We don't need anything about that. Yeah, but you don't think it'll be there? Maybe. Silent so, Hills? So here's here's the deal. Silent, dude, Silent Hill would be crazy. Um Anything Silent Hill would be crazy because they still have that demo that needs to come out. Mm-hmm. Remember that the playable demo that they were going to put out? It was literally rated by the ESRB and then it never came out. Mm-hmm. That's a good prediction. Okay. I like you're smart. I like that. Um, oh, I'm smart and Brett's gone. Well. 
nothing. You're you're here, but hang on a second. Everybody, everybody live on the stream, you have to deal with me for one second. Well, actually, no, they're not. No. Now we are. We're good. We're we're just going back. We're leaving the theater. We're back in the HQ now. Okay, that's fine. Um, let's wrap it up. I mean, what else was I saying? Slitterhead, um Silent Hill. Silent Hill. Oh, Silent Hill. And also Resident Evil 4 remake. Yeah. They announced it was gonna have PSVR 2 uh features, yeah. and they haven't said a thing about it since. So maybe that's gonna be one of the five. I thought games. that was gonna be at launch. Nope. Hmm. How's it gonna the game isn't out yet? Oh, you mean the game's oh, launch? I meant, I meant I meant Resident Evil 8. Sorry. Never mind. Oh, never that's mind. at launch. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. Sorry. That that is already out. Never mind. Um, okay, let's 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 end this. So yeah, I'm excited. New state of play. Uh Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm gonna be watching it. So that's that. All right. Okay. Um, so Listen, just a few things to wrap up. Um, what? We have a unclaimed baggage in the works right now. I'm hoping that'll be at some point this week, although I don't know. That that video is a mess to me right now. It's not new. It's an, it's We did yeah, it live. We did it live, but we're trying to release it as its own thing. So could be on the lookout for that. Um, and then we are going to start working on some of these other videos that we talked about, uh, specifically Ooh. if you're a fan of Hogwarts Legacy. Um, or not a fan of Hogwarts Legacy, um, you know, maybe stay tuned for that. Subscribe for that. Speaking of, this is going to make no sense to the listeners or the watchers, the viewers, but Atomic Heart, with the reviews being so um, split, if you do play it and you end up forming an opinion one way or another on that game, that would be a good one too because things are so split. Um, yeah. That'd be, a, that'd be a good one for that. It's downloaded in my console, but I have to, I have to plan on Hogwarts Legacy and finish that. And then I really wanted to go back to Dead Space and platinum that, but that game, that game is too good to be honest with you, too good in the genre that it is. Yeah, um, that I don't really know if I can deal with another playthrough of that right now. Yeah, it's a tough one. So, but yeah, I mean, I'll try Atomic Heart out, um, and we'll see. All right. Well, yeah. So make sure you like, you comment, subscribe, share it with your friends. Um, stay tuned for more and uh, we love and appreciate you all and um, thank you for watching yeah. or listening yeah we're gonna let this play while we're here on screen though because uh, the other scene wasn't switched from the 100 so we're just gonna sit here and listen to it just let it play just the two of us Okay, goodbye. Oh. Oh, no, we are here.